This episode is brought to you by Dance Zone Performing Arts Center. Dance Zone Performing Arts Center is an independently owned and operated school for dancers with the passion to excel in a caring and nurturing environment. With over 30 years of professional dance experience, Dance Zone Performing Arts Center takes pride in offering high-quality dance education, award-winning choreography, and many opportunities to showcase their talents in the community and around the world. Dance Zone Performing Arts Center has high-energy classes offering students ages 2 and up. Top-level training from dance professionals. Students learn through the best positive reinforcement and they work to build outstanding dancers in mind, body, and spirit. Excellent technique classes, performance, and competition opportunities allow students to develop into strong, confident dancers. Dance Zone is located in Elmsdale, Nova Scotia and is currently taking registration for fall programs starting in early September. For more information, please go to dancezone.ca. And all right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Wherever you are tuning in from, just know that we do truly appreciate it. Myself, Justin Belanger, and Matthew Dudley are going to be doing this podcast today. Our guest, his name goes by Alex Gallant. Alex is a pro hockey player born in Prince Edward Island. He recently just signed a contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he's played with Tampa, San Jose. The guy is an excellent excellent enforcer uh in the game that we all love hockey i'm excited to talk to him played actually against me a little bit i think uh when he played for summerside in the maritime hockey league so i'm excited to talk to him he's going to be over the phone great podcast ahead hi button you know what comes next here we go all right and we're going here boys so alex thanks for coming on the podcast man appreciate it yeah thanks for having me boys how's the uh, how's the summer going uh, it's going pretty good. It's uh, flying by. It's too bad, but uh, no, it's going well. I had a good summer and just kind of coming to the end here and getting ready to go. Attaboy. Um, so where are you heading off to? I know you just signed the contract with Vegas. First of all, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll, uh, I take off on the 12th and head down to uh, Vegas camp, and uh, <laughs> we'll give that a go down there and see how that goes, and uh, likely, likely by the i likely to end up in Chicago to start the year off and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, we'll just see how it goes down there. So when you go into these camps, what, do you, what are you looking to gain from each organization like that you go to? Are you looking to pick up a new skill set, anything different from when you go to these new, uh, new teams, new camps? Or is it just stick to the game plan, stick to what you know best, and, and move on forward? Is, is that, what's your head like? Uh, you know, just kind of, for me, it's kind of go in and, show them that I, I can play too, you know, and that I can play that, that fourth line role and stuff like that, not not just all dropping the gloves and kind of mixing it up. Just, you know, try to show them that I can do that role and, you know, turn some heads hopefully and obviously gain some experience and it uh, should be pretty exciting down in Vegas with uh, the way the year went last year and stuff like that. So Definitely. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, anytime you get to go to an organization where they made like a long run, you get to go, you get to learn from them, you get to talk to the boys. Like when you're in the dressing room, I bet you'll be able to talk to some people and they'll talk about last year's run. I'm sure they got some great stories. That's what I'd be looking forward to at least. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it was uh, pretty incredible what they did last year. So, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was pretty special for them, obviously. So I'm uh, looking forward to hearing about it. I think that city's pretty excited about their the team down there. So uh, I'm looking forward to camp and should be pretty exciting down there. There you go. So who are you training with uh, in PEI? Like, who are you on the ice with? What are you doing? And, uh, yeah, essentially... I train who... with... Yeah, go. Sorry, I train with... Uh, out at uh, Dion Fino's house with uh, him, my older brother, Brett, and uh, Daryl Boyce. Okay. 
of us work out, work out together, and then uh, I kind of skate all over, but there's a good crew of us down in Charlottetown uh, that skate together. There's probably 15 or 16 of us between, like, uh, pro and university guys, so we get good skates down there as well. So so when you're training, you said at Dion's house, obviously he would be there. He's not just uh, lending you the house, so... Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions as to what Dion is like off the ice because everybody has their perceptions, you know, watching the TV, and it's it's easy to just decide what you think a guy is like. So, I mean, I, I'm curious myself. Is he uh, just another regular, you know, beauty from the dressing room, or is he, is he a little quirky, or what's going <laughs> on with him? No, you know what? Uh, I got all the best things to say about Dion. He, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, people have their opinions, but uh, Dion's awesome, and uh, he'd do anything for you. And you know, he's he's a, he'd be a great locker room guy, and just the way he treats me and my family is uh, it's pretty great. He really he really takes care of us in the summer, and uh, I can't thank him enough for that. But uh, all in all, he's he's awesome, man. He's a beauty, and uh, if you get to know him, everybody loves him. I know that. So, how many years you've been training with him now? Uh, this is my third summer training out there. Do you find it's uh, it's beneficial for your game since you've been doing it, or have you not noticed a difference really? No, no, it really is. No, it's it's great out there. You know, the four of us we're out there every day, and it's it just the four of us we're all obviously working you know towards the same goal. True. So we all just push each other, and at the same time had fun with it. We're out. Uh, he's out in like the Cavendish area, so it's like the crews out there for the morning work out, and we head to the golf course a lot after that, or. Cavendish or just anything like that so uh, no it's, it's it's really great out there he's got the top of line gym and you know everything you need so it's it's uh, it's a pretty good setup for me I, I really lucked out having him uh, bring me on board out there no doubt is, is there anything bad in Cavendish like <laughs> no it's a uh, pretty good time in the summer it's holy shit there and I got the got a golf membership out there too so uh, I spend a lot of my summers out there do you ever go to the festivals, the Cavendish Festival? Yeah, I've been doing that. Uh, I think I did eight years in a row there this summer, actually. So, Jeez. Uh, don't miss. I think I missed one for when uh, I was in San Jose for development camp. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, don't miss too many of them, but uh, no, they're they're a pretty good time. You'll trade you'll trade a Cavendish in for a development camp any day of the week, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially how short your summers really actually are, right? Because, I mean, everybody we talk to, they're like, oh, I got two, three weeks to to enjoy or like a month or whatever, right? And then you're back to it at the grind. But essentially, you don't stop, right? You're constantly training. You're on the ice, I assume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you get home and, you know, some guys are probably different. You take a couple of weeks, let the body heal up, and then you kind of you just get right back into it, especially with development camp. You get home from the season. If you make a little playoff run, it's less than a month later so you kind of just got to stay right at it and, you know you don't want to go in there after not just kind of relaxing for a few months or for a month so you just gotta stay right at it so you don't really don't get a break when you're when you're younger and had to do development camps and stuff like that so like i said it's, it's nice to be done at all but yeah just get to enjoy the start that's, of summer and more summer like that that's true yeah you kind of solidify yourself after de- development camp you go up and down a little bit and you know, you start to feel better about your game and whatnot, and, and you're just confident going into the next time. Well, like, that's that's my question I have for you. It's like, you know, now you're, you're almost at the point of your career where you're almost considered a veteran. Like, you've been there. You know what's going on in, in the pro hockey world. 
when you're going to a new team like Vegas this year, when you're approaching training camp, is there like is there nerves at all in your stomach, or are you just so confident with with what you're able to bring to the table, and you know Vegas knows what you can bring to the table? Uh, is it is it just second nature to you now, or do you still get that nerve every now and then? Uh, not too bad, you know. I get nervous going into camps, uh, especially with new teams. Like uh, last year going to Tampa, you know, I didn't know really anyone. I knew maybe one guy going in, so that's kind of tough. But and so I get nervous for that, and you know, they don't know too much about me usually when I'm going in. So I try to. You know, like keep the nerves down a bit, and I'm not too bad where I get too nervous. But definitely going into new teams, not knowing guys, I am a little bit. But uh, this year, I've been kind of uh, just a little bit worried about it. Just yeah, just well, knowing. Uh, I know the all three, all three coaches, so that's gonna be a little different. Knowing there'll be a little more eyes on me, like uh, Gerard Glance from home here in Summerside, so I know him well. And are you guys related? Coach Mike Kevin. Are What's that? Are time? you are you guys related? No, we're not. No, just uh, maybe, maybe back in the bloodlines a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, no, no, we're not. Well, I was gonna say you but, played. Uh, no. I was gonna say you play but, the role where everyone would want to be your friend. I feel like when you walk into the dressing room, everyone would want to get to know you because you play the role of protector, and I just feel like you'd be someone that a lot of people would want to get to know, want to talk to. I don't know. That that's the way I look at it outside looking in. I can attest to that too. I remember playing against you. The last thing I wanted to do was piss you off, right? Unless Warren's was with me, so. <laughs> no, yeah, I appreciate it. No, yeah, definitely. I uh, one of the part of my roles definitely is you want to be a good locker room guy too. And I know a lot of guys that get paid and you know stay in the league around a long time, like uh, a guy like Eric Nielsen and and you know people like that. They stay around because they're loved in the dressing room and for sure guys want to have them around. And I think with my role, that's that's definitely something you need to have because you know, like you said, it's you guys do approach you. It's, it's easy and to talk to you guys about stuff and. It's, uh, it helps you have a little more confidence going into camp, for sure. I think uh, one of the parts of your game that probably isn't talked about as much and probably underrated in my mind is the ability to play both ends of the ice. I mean, it's no joke. If, if you can't do that, you're not going to stick. So with you being able to play and solidifying yourself as an AHL player, I think that would be you know, that's something on, your, on, on the table for you, which is probably why you're able to stick around and play at a high level, you know what I mean? So I guess kudos to you, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. I just every team I've kind of been at, that's kind of the, you know, the guy in my role. Kind of main thing is, you know, don't be on the ice for a goal. So that's something I had to improve my game right away. Was you know my D zone, and I think that's probably for a guy like me. Like I said, that's something that you really got to have in your back pocket, getting the puck out in the wall and getting it in and stuff like that. Good first uh, pass, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's no good. Your fourth line going out and get scored on all the time, and it's just it just wouldn't cut it. So that's definitely something I had to uh, work on and to have a big part of my game. Do you think that that was something right from a young age? Like you know, I know you have some older brothers that played and they went through like development camps and stuff like that. But did is that something you've seen in your brothers? Like okay, you know, we can play the the tough role and drop the gloves and protect the boys, but you still need the tools, right? Like, if you're not a goal scorer, you're not out there trying to score goals, right? Like, that's just ridiculous. So, do you think that your mindset has kind of been the same over the last little bit? Yeah, you know, like, just with the way the game's changing, like, I, uh, I really love what I do. I love my job. I love going out, protecting the guys, and mixing it up every night. I love doing that, and it's just, but just with the way the game's changing, and, you know, when I was getting a pro, I knew, I knew that, you know, you can't just be a one, two shifts a night and fight. 
you got to be able to play and chip in other ways. So that was when I knew it just watching my brothers go through it. I knew that I'm going to have to work on my game to want to keep playing hockey and not just be able to go out and fight. So like I said, I knew I knew I had to bring other parts to my game. And so I started working on it definitely. You know, when I got to junior and stuff like that, it, my eyes really opened to where you're not going to be able to just get by one, two shifts a game if you want to keep playing. Good for you, man. It's it, it, It's actually more... I would have more fear playing against like you and your brothers because I mean you guys are obviously already feared out there. But the fact that you guys can, you know, follow the game and and you know line guys up for hits, it's not just a one trick pony. Like that that puts a lot more fear into into the opponent, man. And that's like you said, that's what teams want, right? And it's it's just I don't know. I find around the East Coast in the Maritimes, it's one of those things that's super. Everybody loves that role around here. You know what I mean? Everybody has it's a, a soft respected spot. Role. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A lot of uh, a lot of guys that play my role, you know, I find come from the East Coast. There's been a, a lot of tough players definitely come from the East Coast, and uh, yeah, no, I, I like I said, I love playing that role. You got one? I got mm-hmm. one. I want to talk to you about um, the jump that you made to professional hockey from junior. A lot of guys say, you know, it's the diet, it's the way you take care of your body, it's the travel. A lot of guys have a different answer. I just wanted to know what your uh, what your biggest maybe adjustment was to, to playing the professional game rather than the junior game. Um, I'd say, like, just playing a lot more. Definitely the diet and stuff like that, but I had... Uh, I had a weird start to my career. I had uh, shoulder surgery when I was when I was 20, and after I was done a junior, I couldn't even find a job in the East Coast. Nobody would really take a chance on me, and because I wasn't starting until mid-November too, so wow. I, had to, I had to go down and start in the SBHL, which not a, guy, a lot of guys really have to do, and and I kind of grinded out there for a year, and then uh, made my jump to the East Coast after that, and then to the and then to the A. So I definitely took a different route when I was starting pro and. So I, I would I don't know like when I got to the SP it was it was probably even harder on the body than junior was to travel and stuff like that it's uh, yeah. a bit of a jungle down there so uh, it was uh, I don't know what I'd say you know really uh, like whether the diet and travel and everything changes it was it was uh, just like going have going to another junior team kind of when I got to the SP you know what I mean yeah grinding out on the bus having meals after on the bus yeah. pizza and shit like that yeah. Yeah, that the, it's the twelve-hour bus rides and then play that night on a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care like how old you are, like if you're twenty-five, twenty-six, or whatever. The 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 little bit older you get every time, man. The being on the bus a little bit longer, it affects you more and more as it goes on, man. So I can't imagine what some of those like some of the boys that have been in the SB for years and years that are just vets are are dealing with, man. They must be beat to shit. Yeah, you know, I was. Uh, it's funny you mentioned. I was talking about my brother the other day, like how hard that is in the body. And you know, you're only making two hundred fifty, three hundred a week. Like how I play with guys that done it for five or six years. Like how they, how they do that and do it to their body, or do they save, do they save any money, or like you know, just a couple of years of it, it. It's a great time, and I had a blast down there. But uh, I don't know if I could could have done it more than a couple of years. That's for sure. A lot of people say the same thing. That's why I was wondering it myself, man. So, it that's that's craziness. Yeah, no, it, it's like I said, it was a, it was a great time and it was fun to do. When I I just turned twenty one when I was down there, so it was a lot of fun. But uh, it was definitely a grind. Definitely didn't have any fun with that age, hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a good time to start playing pro hockey in the States, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. We won't get into the details right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Kind, kind of not not really off topic question, but I want to. I've read this book. I just want to know if you've read it. If you've read uh, Bob Probert's book, Tough Guy, have you ever read that? No, you know what? Actually, uh, my brother was telling me about it. He read it. My older brother. He was saying it was a great read, and I was. Uh, I do wouldn't mind sitting down and reading it sometime. I heard it's pretty good, and there's some wild stories. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy read. If you're ever on the bus this year, like going traveling somewhere, I recommend that book. Yeah, no, I've heard that from a few people. I think I'll, uh, I'll have to give it a go. He was uh, a legend. I'd like to hear, hear some of his uh, wild nights, that's for sure. What do you do on the bus? Are you a movie guy? Are you a book guy? Are you a cards guy? What do you do? Uh, yeah, I'm a cards guy. I'm usually uh, <laughs> there's a group of us. We, each team I'm on, we get a good card game going. And what, play, ga- uh, yeah. what games do you guys play? Depending on the team, I've played a lot of, like, schnapps, it's called, or um, blackjack, poker, kind of just, like I said, depends on the team, just, just whatever you can do to gamble and make the, <laughs> make the trick go by. Chins yeah. and the boys are their box, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working the yeah, boys yeah. over. So are you, like, uh, on the bus, like... <laughs> I know a lot of players have like there's certain seats they sit in. They like to to eat the same things and and drink the same things and do the same routine all the time. Do you find yourself as a big superstitious guy? Are you kind of like on the fly, easy going, that kind of stuff. In your opinion? Yeah, um, kind of depends. If I if I feel like I'm been playing well and I kind of try to stick to the same routine, but nice. Usually not. I'm kind of same seat. Same seat, obviously, but uh, I wouldn't go with the same meal and same drinks and everything. It doesn't matter to me really too much. Just kind of whatever makes me feel good, I'll uh, try to stick to and just kind of run with it. We had uh, too, too special, so. there you go. We had um, each question that we have for you is kind of like random, like off topic. But we just talked about the bus. Now I'm about to bring another question up that's not about the bus. Sorry to make you go each way here. Yeah, no problem. So we had Prust on the podcast the other day, and we were talking about before he knew that there was another tough guy on the team, he would do a little bit of research on the guy. I just wanted to know if you did that uh, with other teams that you're going against, if you do your research. Yeah, I do. I do that uh, actually usually before every game. I'll uh, mostly know there's, there's only each team might have one or two guys now. Like It's, it's not like you know the first year I broke into the NHL and in the West, I think each team had four or five guys and you knew but you still watched a lot of their tapes and stuff like that and you don't know what guy you're going to get tangled up with each night but now it's kind of like you know especially in the east when I was in Syracuse this year some teams wouldn't even have a guy so there wasn't really yeah. too much to watch or worry about but but the teams that did have a guy I'd always watch them before every game even when I'd face them yeah. a couple different times I'd watch every game just kind of see what they do how they start off what they do to grab on and you know, when they throw and how much they throw and stuff like that. So I, I am a guy that definitely studies up on guys that have to fight and it just makes me feel a lot more confident going into it and uh, yeah. ready for it. I feel like that's a common thing. I like I, the more we talk to guys that you know, drop the mitts, because for guys like Belanger and I right here, but the, the <laughs> mitts were glued on for the most part, right? So um, when, when we talk to guys like that, like a, a lot of people have the same answer, and I think it's smart because, like I, I think I said it too, Prusty the other night was you don't want to go in blindfolded you know what I mean you want to know if you're if the guy's a lefty and you didn't think he was a lefty because probably for the majority of people throw right like I said haven't been in enough fights to really know the the answers to these but you got to do your research it seems to me and I think that helps but really where I was heading with that was um do you find that 
you know, if you you know you're playing a team and you did your research and this guy's super tough and you haven't fought him yet and you do you find that like that you won't sleep the night before or like you just kind of just go about your business like always, man, because uh, I've seen you tilt a few times and you get some fire in your eyes. So I was wondering where it comes from. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, it's definitely on my mind. It actually, it would be on my mind knowing that uh, I'm gonna play a real tough guy, especially if I haven't fought him yet. If I fought him, it's okay. Like I know what he's about. I know what how I can do against him and yeah. like what uh, what to do the next time and stuff like that. But uh, when it is my first time fighting a guy that I know is real tough, I'll, it'll be on my mind. You know, probably even a week before, and uh, I'll be kind of thinking about it coming wow. up to it. A week before, and then. Uh, it, doesn't bother me sleeping too much, but then come pregame nap when I know I'm playing that guy that night, I, I don't nap that well. It's, like I said, it's in my head, and you have a little bit of anxiety about it. But uh, I've definitely gotten better in junior. That 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 bothered me more than it does now. But once you you do it long enough, it's, I think I've I've gotten better to kind of have come more confidence going into it and stuff like that. But it's definitely on my mind, and uh, like I said, if the guy's tough enough, it'll bother me a week before for sure. Jeez, man, that's it's a tough gig, right? Like I, I don't care what anybody says or how much you love it. It's a tough gig in the game of hockey. And another thing too that I I, uh, I knew about you too was you were a little bit smaller. Like when we played junior A together, I think you were maybe only five eight or five nine, which I knew because we were at eye level. But you grew a little bit. And do you think that that kind of helped you? I wouldn't say get over the fear, or just like maybe you knew you were going to be able to protect yourself a little bit better. Do you think that was something that was on your mind? Yeah, for sure. You know, I was just, I, I definitely grew a bit and put on some weight. I was probably, probably about a buck 30 actually in my first year junior and maybe a buck 50 finishing it. Wow. So I was, I was definitely always one of the smaller guys, but, uh, the tougher though. When I got to pro, I put on some more weight. I, you know, I got to six feet, 180, and I felt, I felt bigger and stronger and obviously I'm fighting bigger guys, but, uh, once I put on a little more size and, and, uh, once you start doing well in a few fights in a row, you just, I find you gain confidence, and the more confidence they have, I just found the better I got. And going into each fight with with confidence, I, I, I like I like I said, I feel better about each fight I get into, and I'm more confident to fight guys. And I start enjoying it more too once I get a few under my belt. And that's a scary thought for me, man. <laughs> some some people say that when you fight, you should not fight while you're upset or fight in rain, uh, anger. Do you agree with that, or do you feel that you have to be, you know, you gotta you got to be tapped just a little bit to get into the fighter or complete opposite. Do you fight relaxed, calm, and just know what you need to do? Um, most of the time I fight relaxed and calm. But, That's cool. But uh, there's definitely been times where I fight pissed off. And <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, Some guys would say it's probably not good to fight pissed off, but uh, I always find if I'm fighting pissed off, I'm, it usually helps me. But you can definitely get in trouble because I, you know, I get frustrated if I'm just throwing rights and I can't really get to a guy, so... I'll switch to left because I get, you know, I almost get bored and I want to keep swinging, so I might switch to left the odd time. And you can definitely get in trouble doing that. <laughs> you know, you really open yourself up. But uh, I don't know. Anytime I fuck this stuff, I found uh, things went went better better That's for me. I think I just uh, get a little, little bit more of a spark in me. When uh, when you're skating in the summer in PEI, do any of the young guys ever come up to you and ask for some advice, like maybe how to protect themselves, things like that? Years or anything you can show me, and I don't mind them asking that at all. I don't mind teaching them at all. Just 
you know, a couple of ways to grab on or how to protect yourself really is, is the main thing for guys like that, just to kind of show them how not to get hurt and kind of hang in there with, with guys. That's good. Maybe you can teach Belanger. He's still uh, he's still in the running for that kind of stuff. What are you talking about? I know how to fight. <laughs> Gallant, don't listen to him, man. All right, I beat the shit out of him. He's just don't listen to him. Gallant knows what I'm all about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back for you on a little bit to your childhood. Uh, you grew up in PEI, obviously. Um, were things a little rough around the house with the brothers? Is that where you kind of gained your edge, or was it like a mini stick thing? Or I know, like I know my buddies used to play basketball in their backyard and it got heated, and that's where they got tough and stuff. Is is that kind of where it came from? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it uh, definitely. Actually, it was uh, it was it was mayhem growing up with my two older brothers. Actually, for a long time, uh, mom would. Uh, we get off the bus around two fifty. Mom wouldn't be home till about three twenty, and that half an hour would be just would be just mayhem. <laughs> and we'd uh, yeah, we'd fire up the ball hockey, and it'd be everything the gloves, everything would be off. A couple minutes into it, and you my guys... neighbor actually, my neighbor drove by one day, and then my dad got talking about UFC, and and he goes, "No, I don't watch that stuff." Playing <laughs> by your guys' house, and we're always in the front yard, bro. And so it was definitely. Uh, definitely uh, made me be able to take a punch a little bit better and growing up with them too kind of pounding on me a lot <laughs> you, so it, uh, I think it definitely gave me an edge do you guys ever compete in the gym like with weights and stuff like that like no I can lift that more than you, you guys ever compete that way um I don't not so much in the gym but you know we do we're both we're all pretty competitive and we compete in a lot of ways but not so much in the gym like uh my older brother Brett that I train with, he'd be, he's a little bigger than me, so he's definitely stronger. So, but we compete with you know races and stuff like that, just to push each other and stuff like that. Definitely to help each other get better for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's a common thing with brothers, right? Like you look at like the Hall brothers and things over history, like. If you have a brother, younger or older, you're just learning things that other people don't get to learn till later in life, like how to deal with bumps and bruises, what really actually hurts, like, you know, just little things around the house. Like you said, you guys are brawling in the front yard. You're pissed off at the time because you're the youngest brother and you're probably getting beat up. But now you're sitting here going, you know what? Thank God that those things happened. You know, maybe not to a certain extent at some points, but you know they made you tougher they pushed you you pushed them they know that you're coming on that uh, on their coattails and their careers and stuff like that so it yeah. keeps the fire lit under them as well and it's i think it's a healthy competition yeah you can't obviously yeah. plan to have you know brothers and stuff like that but it definitely is healthy competition for sure yeah for sure i uh it was it was a huge for me growing up with them too and whether it's some you know teaching me stuff in hockey or you know when it came time to when I was about to play junior, when I was going to start dropping the gloves, they, you know, we'd throw on hockey jerseys and they'd kind of teach me how to grab and they showed me the basics and stuff like that too. So it was, uh, it was, it was a huge advantage having them two around and, you know, like I said, beating on me to help me take a beating later on. And, True brotherhood. You know, we just give it, give it to each other back and forth and I think it all helped us. Well, I think we all benefited from it for sure. So you're talking about you know learning uh, you know from your brothers and pushing pushing each other. I just wanted to know if there was a couple individuals or maybe it's just one individual that's helped you in your hockey career um, and you know and shaped you to to the player you're in now and the position that you're in now. Maybe it could have been a coach, uh, an instructor, I don't know anyone. Um, most definitely my parents, my mom and dad for sure. They uh, you know they they drug the three of us to the rink every day, any day we wanted. 
to the gym, to boxing, to whatever. So most definitely my mom and dad. But uh, I've had a lot of great coaches and trainers and stuff like that. But uh, a guy by the name of uh, Joe Borden, Warns, you might have talked about him a bit. He uh, He's the boxing trainer there, the strength coach for the Caps. But uh, I started boxing with him when I was 12. Mm, wow. And uh, ever since... Ever since then, he's been, he's been, you know, I'm, I get messages from him still, you know, a couple times a week, like when are we training, when am I getting in the gym, and I still work with him a few times a week, and he's, uh, you know, he's never asked for a penny or nothing from me ever in my life, and wow. he just wants to make you better every day, and so he's definitely one of my, uh, you know, one of my main guys that I need to thank that I owe a lot to because uh, he taught me a lot, and like I said, I started boxing with him when I was 12, and go a few times a week ever since then and he's just there because he wants to see it succeed and he's uh, he's trained a lot of great players and uh, but he would be definitely one of the top guys for me that's awesome man I hope he hears this yeah I hope he comes on the podcast <laughs> I want to talk to him yeah he'd be a good guy to have on but he's uh, Canadian Hall of Famer he's got a lot of boxer he's got a, a lot of great stories from Amherst Amherst oh, oh he automatically has good stories if he's from Amherst alright let's get him on we'll get yeah. we'll, let's, we'll put it you got <laughs> Can you put us in connection with him? We'll, we'll get his number. We'll make it happen. Yeah, no, I could do that for sure. I'm sure he'd love to come on. All right, he'd sweet. Be, uh, he'd definitely be a good time. So I have a, a quick question for you about a little bit of your stats here before we wrap things up. And uh, I was just wondering if you knew how many career uh, tilts you've had, right from junior on. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know I was... Uh, I think it was last season. I think it was the season before. I was waiting to roll over a hundred, so I, I know I'm. I'm probably around somewhere a little over a hundred. You uh, know what? You're pretty bang on because what I have here says one seventeen. Wow. Is it one seventeen? Okay, yeah. I knew. I so much been the season before. I was. I was waiting to get my hundred. So yeah, right around there. That's crazy. Good for you, man. That's. I don't even think I've yeah, had a hundred and seventeen shifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably wanted that many too. <laughs> that's right that's pretty uh, good yeah. though fight per but, shift if you think about it <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> Listen, I've been kind of unlucky too you know as soon as I you know broke into the junior A league they put that five fight rule in which is Garbage. awful and then uh, you say it's awful when yeah. I had my first first full season in the A they put this ten fight rule in now so it's been hard to really get too many but it's uh, but you max out every year like, what, yeah what's that you max out every year do you uh, yeah, I have had the last two years since the rules came in. I have, and, and junior A, I guess I did too, before <laughs> December, so that was that was kind of tough from there for a couple of seasons. That's amazing, man. I got one more question for you. It says here, you be, there was a, it's a, a jot note here, SPHL most penalized player and AHL most penalized player as well. Do they give you a plaque or something for that? Are you honored at the award ceremony, or is that just something they dug up just to have? <laughs> No, I think that's just something I dug up. I uh, never never received any trophies for that. But at any award banquets. Ah, oh, man, I'll, I'll no, get on that uh, for you. I'm sure you received kinda, a couple beers, though. on the resume. <laughs> that's true. You do. <laughs> that's awesome, man. All right, man. Well, listen, we appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time to chat with us. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, boys, and thanks for having me on. We're rooting for you here, so so do your thing. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. And by the way, I've never been to the Cavendish uh, concert, but I want to come next year, so it seems like you're a veteran there, too. So we might need you to give us uh, or give me a tour guide around there, if, if you don't mind. That sounds good, boys. I can give you the rundown. Beautiful. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Ben, for having me on. Yeah, no worries. See ya.
big ice. All right. That was awesome. So that was the interview there with Alex Gallant. We appreciate him coming on. Um, Tough motherfucker. Holy shit. That was awesome. I was scared uh, talking on the phone with him. I know my hands sweating right now. <laughs> You're like, fuck, is he here? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a good fella, and I know Warren's uh, Warren's always sp- spoke highly of him, too. Yeah, I did. mean, it, it, every guy like that is, I guarantee there's not a single person that hates him. No. And I feel good now that we talk to him. Maybe yeah. we're friends with him or yeah. acquaintances. You yeah. know, we might get protected. I don't know. Every single tough guy that we talk to, they're just like the nicest people. Just so well-spoken, so... Man. You know, just big hearts, just great people. Well, and think he, about how big your heart has to be to want to protect 21 guys on every random team that you've ever been on. Yeah. You don't know that guy. He yeah. could be gone tomorrow. You could be gone tomorrow, yeah. but you still want to protect the fucking shit out of yeah. that guy? Yeah. Tell me your heart's not bigger than everybody else's. It's like when he goes to Vegas, like, I, I hate that he says that he gets nervous. Uh, the, the fact that he says that he gets nervous, that means he still loves the game and he still wants to care. It's in the gut. Dude, I get nervous for beer league games. Yeah. It's good. He it's probably true. uses it to his advantage. Yeah. That's what he's thinking about. He's focused. But I just hope people go up to him and respect him and go up and say, hey, man, like, I know what you do. I love you. Like, I hope that people just accept him in the room. You yeah, know? definitely, man. You know, like anywhere he goes, that's a man who should just be respected Absolutely. anywhere he goes. Yeah. The bro- those boys are tough. They're some of the toughest brothers in hockey for sure. Yeah, man. I remember I went to uh, Summerside's, like, they won the league or something like that when Morns was playing there. And, yeah. and now Alex was playing there, too. Yeah. And we went to the party at the house after, and obviously, you know, booze is flying around, stuff like that, and things get heated, but I just remember someone was freaking out, and I I honestly don't remember who it was, but the Gallant brothers calmed them down fucking so quick, but then they started bickering with each other, (laughs) so it just ended up being mayhem, man, but it was was awesome. They literally calmed down. They... The whole party got calmed down by those boys, and I mean... Unreal. They could have told me to to walk home, and I'd be like, yep, see you later, boys. But yeah, no, good fellas. All right. Uh, So we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, Once again, thank you to Alex. We appreciate him taking the time out of his summer to come on and talk to us. Uh, Myself, Justin, Matthew Dudley, we are out. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. No, like, subscribe, all that stuff we always hit you with. You guys know the drill. All right, we're out. Peace. Peace.